Hi, welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. This is Diane, your lactation consultant. And I'm Abby, the Badass Breastfeeder. And today's episode is brought to you by The Dairy Fairy, making ingenious intimates for mama's milk. And it's also brought to you by Fairhaven Health. With the Milky's milk tray, you can freeze your breast milk into one ounce sticks so you can thaw just the right amount of milk for each feed. But we will hear more from our sponsors after our review of the week. And our review of the week is by Carolyn0211. This podcast has given me confidence boost and makes me feel like my feelings are validated. The paste bottle feeding has me in tears because I had every problem that you talked about and now I have the tips to take to my daycare so they so I don't have a fussy baby who was on a nursing strike from being overfed. I will tell any breastfeeding mother about this podcast and how much it can help a mom breathe knowing she is doing a good job and she knows her baby best. Keep it up. I love this podcast. That is fantastic awesome. because the whole pace bottle feeding, that is what I wanted was for mothers to be able to take that to their care providers and be like, this is what's happening and I need you to not do it anymore. <laughs> exactly. So I want you to stop. Good for you, Carolyn. I'm glad. So thank you for leaving the review. And leave us a review. We totally love to hear them. We want you to be our review of the week. We want to hear what episodes you like. And you can do it on iTunes. And we would love it. And we are going to talk today about kind of a like another topic that um, we don't hear about that much. True. I mean, I, yeah, we did it, you know, on the um, postpartum weaning. And or the postpartum depression with weaning. And now we're going to talk about DMER, which stands for dysphoric milk ejection reflex. Now, we talked about doing this episode a while back and we, you know, just ended up coming across it again now. Um, did you have you heard anything about it? Like, is there anything that stands out in your mind when we t mentioned DMER? Yes, people come to me about it all the time. Mm -hmm. And they're like, can you please, you know, make an episode about this? Can you tell us more about this? Because there's not enough information out here. Um, and I um, I don't have any personal experience with this. Um, but um, it is an intense feeling of emotion, depression at the letdown. Mm -hmm. During letdown. Yes. And it is only I'd during letdown. Right. And it is different from nursing aversion. Yes. This is a different thing because I think some people also might not know the difference. Nursing aversion is like nursing aversion or nursing agitation is like your child is latched on and you're freaking out. You got the creepy crawlies. You got the, you know, all of those feelings that come with and stops when the baby, when the child, baby, child, whatever unlatches. And I experienced that with my um, first during pregnancy and then until they both weaned, really. Um, but this is different. This is very different. And I, I remember having these feelings when I was breastfeeding. Um, but, of course, did not know what it was. You know, mm -hmm. I just kind of, like, chalked it up or whatever. But I struggled with a lot of things after I had my kids. So just add it to the pile. But it was... It really, it's, it is a real thing that people do not talk about. So one of the, some of the feelings that you get, like you were saying, it's not like a version, but you could feel like, you know, kind of like that 
hollowness in the pit of your stomach, just nervous, anxious, kind of irritability, um, little hopelessness kind of thing, some sadness maybe, but only during the letdown. That's it. Once the letdown is over, it is gone. And it is only during the letdown. And these feelings can vary. You know, like maybe some women might have it where it's really, really severe for them. And some women just kind of notice it, but it really, they can manage it because, you know, they kind of are expecting it and they can manage it and it's okay. It's very, very different for everybody. Yeah. The thing to remember about this, and this is one of the keys, is that it's physiological. It's not psychological. Whereas, you know, sometimes with other depressive symptoms like this, the anxiousness, nervousness, irritability, you know, hopelessness, that kind of thing. Sometimes, you know, people try to track that back to, you know, past experiences and, you know, things like that. But this is not. This is a physiological response, meaning that it is happening in your body. And it's the result of inappropriate dopamine. So it's a dopamine response in your system. It is not, yes, it is not a, oh my gosh, I hate breastfeeding, so that's why I feel like this. That's not what it is at all. It's not psychological. It's physiological. You're and not doing anything wrong. You're not breastfeeding right. wrong. Nope. None of those things. It's not like a past experience that's haunting you, like nothing like that at all. It is something that is physiological that is happening in your body. But that is, I think, a huge part of this because when we feel like anxiety and hopelessness about something, like we automatically chalk that up to, oh, it's a psychological problem. And this yeah, is not, right. it is not at all a psychological problem. So right. often people don't even talk about this because they just kind of, I don't know if they just figure, okay, maybe it's normal, right? I think that's what I thought, that it was just kind of like, oh, it's just like a normal thing, you know? Um, but it's it's not. It's not something that happens to everybody. So every once in a while, I will have a mom that says, I kind of get this like, you know, this feeling like when my milk lets down, I just kind of, you know, really struggling with breastfeeding. And, you know, if you dig a little bit deeper, if you're somebody who knows what DMR is and you're digging a little bit deeper and asking the right questions, is it lasting throughout the whole breastfeeding? Is it just when the milk lets down? What do you feel like? Like that can kind of clue you into, okay, this is a DMER thing. It's not, it's, you know, it, it's not any, you know, other things. It's, it's DMER. Um, so when people and we would, and so you have to, I mean, if somebody, like you were saying before, it's, it's, it's really upsetting, you know, you don't, you don't know what's going on. And so people are just left to kind of diagnose themselves. Right. You know what I mean? People mm -hmm. don't talk about it. There's very little information about this. And so people are kind of just like, oh, my God, what's happening? Um, some people might think, God, I hate this so much. I just have to stop. You know, there's no yeah. way out of this. It's making me hate breastfeeding and I need to just wean. And there for some people that happens. Yeah. Uh, and then for some people, they like I said, they can manage it. And it does like symptoms seem to get better 
as the baby gets a little bit older. So, but one of the things too is that if you are somebody that is struggling with postpartum depression, postpartum mood disorders, postpartum anxiety, it might exacerbate these feelings too. Absolutely. You know, so then you've kind of got both of those things on top of each other. Um, but it's really important to identify like that this is something totally different. Um, so there are some things that you can do and there are some reasons why it's important to like identify it and know that that's what it is. And like maybe put some things in place that can be helpful, especially if you are identifying that this is happening and it could start very early into breastfeeding. You know, it doesn't have to be like, okay, I'm a month in and now you're starting to, you know, that is, can be very early because it's a, it's a dopamine thing. It can be something that's starting a little bit early. Um, yeah. It is not in your head. Like I said, I keep saying this. It's, I cannot stress it enough. It's physiological. It's a hormonal thing. And like for me, I, you know, I've got all other sorts of, you know, hormonal stuff. I'm pretty sensitive to hormonal things. So I'm not surprised that this, you know, was a thing that I experienced. But mm-hmm. um, if you're somebody who's kind of feeling these things, you you latch your baby, you're not feeling that you know, that good feeling, you're feeling kind of like, ugh, you know, this is, I just don't like this. I just, I'm not feeling good about this. But then it passes as the baby is eating. Then that's what this is. And we can still find ways to help you through this. Now, when you've had moms mention it to you, did they mention like any specific things that they did to help them? Or did they just say, oh my gosh, what should I do? What can I do? No, it's mostly what should I do? Yeah. Okay. People looking for answers. Okay. So a couple of things. And of course, again, this depends on the severity for you. You know, like I said, this this is something that varies from mother to mother. So it can be different. There is a really good website about this, too. Um, it's d-mer.org. And we'll put that on the on our, um, our website, too, because it does give you some really good tips and things that you can do, ways to explain it to others if people aren't aware of this. Um, I had one of my very favorite doctors that I know did say to me once, come on, is DMER really a thing? And I was like, yes, (laughs) yes, it's a thing, you know, because it's, again, something that we don't talk about. And I think sometimes like whenever it comes to something, God, female related, babies, birth, any of that stuff, we automatically chalk it up to something psychological, right? It's just, like, in, your, it's just in your head. Yeah. yeah, it's in your head. It's in your head, but it doesn't have to be for sure. So a couple of things that we can do. Distraction. That is one of the, that is the first thing on our list is distraction. So that could be in the form of, you know, picking up your phone. while when the, You know that when the letdown occurs, you're going to feel like you kind of identify these feelings, find something that you can do to distract you during the feeding, especially during that letdown time. I loved, um, somebody said to me one time when I was talking about this type of thing, cause I recommend the same thing with nursing aversion, a, a distraction. Mm-hmm. And they're like, go to like the white house website or like, you know, some political page on Facebook and just read the comments. <laughs> get you mad in a whole different way right? just totally yeah it'll totally distract you you just you know you will be totally distracted it might not you know yeah 
Just read the and re- go to any kind of like you know viral post on the internet and read the comments. Yes, if you can't do anything like that, like maybe you're in a place where you don't have your phone, you don't have internet. Who knows? Um, you can do like the mental distractions. Multiplication tables in your head was one of the oh, suggestions. Yeah. Um, the alphabet backwards, you know, just anything where you're going to kind of give yourself some distraction, you know, for a short period of time. You don't need to do the whole entire feeding just for that first, you know, just until the letdown occurs. Making sure you're drinking enough water. That is something that um, is also suggested because some mothers kind of describe like a very deep hollow thirst and that could also, you know, kind of like help with that, especially if you feel like that nauseousness in the pit of your stomach kind of thing, which I have had some moms actually tell me comes along with it too. Sleep, lack of sleep can aggravate it, which I'm not surprised because, you know, we yeah. are, we do have a lot of lack of sleep. So lack of sleep can really, you know, exacerbate it too. So trying to get that sleep that you need, making sure people know that you need to get adequate sleep, that you need to get adequate sleep. Exercise. Exercise is one of those things that like, uh, I don't. I mean, I see moms usually in the early postpartum, sometimes a couple of months in, and everybody will, you know, talk about exercising at some point. Can I go back to exercising? Can I do, you know, this or that or the other thing? Will it affect my breastfeeding? But I don't often bring it up as something that they should do to help with anything because I feel like it's hard to get to that point. You know, like, do you remember how old your kids were when you were like, oh, yeah, now I can get to the gym and start exercising again? Yeah, no. And I feel like that's OK. Like, you don't need to. Right. Don't need, you don't need to be focusing on that. Right. And that's I kind of how I feel about that. It. Like, yeah, I mean, like, like exercise will have an effect on your emotions. Yeah. And it increases and so, your dopamine, which right. is, you know, increases your dopamine. But I'm but not going to be like, oh, my gosh. Don't put that pressure on yourself. Right. Don't. You have to get to the gym. You know, you're six weeks postpartum. Go to the gym. That'll help you. Like, it might make you more stressed out to figure out how you're going to manage that thing. You know, like, how right. are you going to get there? Um, instead of exercise you can go to starbucks because coffee does increase dopamine levels as well oh fantastic (laughs) yes lovely but don't go overboard with it because we don't want you to like have that anxiousness irritability with too much caffeine either like we want to be able to balance it but that is something that can actually increase your dopamine. Right. A don't bit worry stuff. about your baby. Don't freak out oh, about yeah. your baby getting on a caffeine high. That's not going to happen. We're right. worried about you being on a caffeine high and having too much caffeine. Exactly. And get that fidgety and just kind of like, yeah, yeah right. we don't want that either. That. Um, solitude. Some moms find that if they are really close to other people, if they're breastfeeding in a place where maybe there's a lot of family around you or whatever, that that's irritating or annoying to you. I think it's annoying anyway, but, you know, if it's <laughs> excuse yourself and go somewhere else. If you feel like I really would rather just do this in a private place where I can just kind of like, you know, go into my own Zen place and do my own thing. It's your choice where you want to breastfeed. So, exactly. you know, and if it's one of those things where, you know, you 
do recognize that you breastfeed around other people quite a bit, maybe try it out and see if hiding out somewhere makes a difference. Because yep, it might. it's okay to hide if that's what you want to do. It's not okay to hide because somebody's telling you to hide. Yep. Um, orgasm. Okay. Some, <laughs> well, some mothers feel that it's worse, that DMAR can be worse after because of the raise in prolactin and lower of dopamine. But it might just depend on your hormones too. Um, stress. That can obviously cause a little bit more um, because of that whole fight or flight. Stress can really, you know, take a lot of focus away from you. So mm-hmm. that can add to the problems as well of, D- of the feelings of DMER. And this is they do give like a little example here. So we'll read the example because it's fun. Here is a mother kind of example. You get three kids loaded into the car to the grocery store, out of the grocery store with a week's worth of food, under budget, home again, without a single outburst. I don't know who's doing that. Or elevated heart rate. Was it stressful? You bet, but it wasn't out of control. DMER is easier to manage under this kind of eustress, mostly because it focuses and distracts you. Another example, you are trying to type an email to your supervisor at work concerning an important manner, and you have been interrupted five times by an uninvited parade of three small children marching through your living room, as well as the phone ringing and the UPS man at the door, all while your husband is proposing dinner plans to you. You can't form a single thought and suddenly DMER hits and you burst out in a frustrated rage. It's always harder to get through DMER under this kind of distress. So, distress that kind of stress it makes it harder to deal with and i think it's just that over i always kind of explain it as like you're being flooded with feelings it's too yes it's too much stimuli it's too much stimuli yeah yeah and and this is where like actually help you know help yes from people which is so hard to get and is so not like a cultural norm here um but that is something that can help So we will talk about about the rest of them (laughs) after the rest of the tips after a word from our sponsors. Yes. Uh, Today's episode is brought to you by the Dairy Fairy. Do you love wearing sexy lingerie? Is your lingerie sitting in the back of the drawer now that you're breastfeeding? Wouldn't it be awesome if you could wear those sexy intimates and have it be comfortable and functional for your new role? The Dairy Fairy is making all of our dreams come true. Now you can wear that lingerie that you love and be comfortable while you are breastfeeding or pumping hands-free. No need to switch bras or attach contraptions to pump in peace. This bra multitasks as much as you do. The Dairy Fairy Collection covers sizes up to 44H. And get this, badasses, for you, just you, badasses. The Dairy Fairy is offering 10% off and a free pair of matching panties when you purchase the A La Bra in black. Just put your size choice in the comments at checkout. Head to thedairyfairy.com and use code BADASS for 10% off. Put your size choice of panties in the comments section and you will get the free pair of panties when you purchase the A La Bra in black. And today's episode is also brought to you by Fairhaven Health. With the Milky's Milk Trays, you can make the chore of pumping and storing breast milk easier. 
The milk trays look like regular ice cube trays, but actually have 16 semi-cylinder cavities that each hold one ounce of breast milk. Your milk is frozen into one-ounce sticks. The milk sticks fit through all bottle openings and allow, to, allow you to thaw just the right amount of milk for each feeding so you are not wasting even a drop of your precious liquid gold. The milk trays come with lids that protect your milk while it freezes and allow for stacking to free up space in your freezer. Once frozen, you can simply transfer the frozen milk sticks to a freezer bag, freeing up your milk trays for more milk. Reusable, environmentally friendly, and made with food-safe plastic, the milk trays can also be used for baby food later. Head to fairhavenhealth.com, F-A-I-R-H-A-V-E-N-Health.com, and use promo code BADASS for 10% off of your purchase. And all of these uh, sponsor links and their promo codes can be found at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com, along with breastfeeding resources galore, um, all of our other episodes, over 100 now, and information about scheduling your lactation consultation with Diane. Yes. And so where were we? We were, this next one is really an important one. Um, another way that you can try to handle DMER a little bit better is some self-care and oh, gosh. bonding time. So they're kind of saying in here, one of the suggestions that they're giving is to make sure that at the end of the day, there is something for you, you know, that you can make sure that you put aside a little something for you that you are looking forward to, whatever that might be. Just a, so a little bit of like downtime for you or self-care for you to, as a kind of a reward, you know, to kind of get through the process. Um, bonding time. And I think this is especially important if you have multiple children, because sometimes when you have more than one child, all you're doing is the only bonding time you get with that baby is breastfeeding because you're constantly on the run with your other your other children. So if you are having a hard time bonding with your baby because of this, then maybe try to identify that and set aside specific bonding time that you could have with your baby that is not breastfeeding related so that you can, you know, connect in a different way. Um, some people like to have like herbal kind of things that you can do. There are some herbs that can help. I would definitely, you know, make sure all those things are safe with breastfeeding before you do it. Um, there are some that, you know, they say might help with dopamine things like that. So those kinds of things you can look into. Some people have like a naturopath or something that they can go to and talk to them about it and see if it's something that you would help you. As long a naturopath, as it's, that's something that I want in my life, a naturopath. A naturopath. Did I say that right? I probably didn't. And, did I? Yeah. Did I? Okay. I don't know if I was making that up. I think Maybe so. Maybe it's a new profession. I think I no. did. Yeah. Naturopath. Herbalist. Something fun like that. Sure. Um, music therapy is another one. Obviously, having some music there, especially if you're somebody that really responds well to music, music therapy can be really helpful. Guided imagery. That I think is really, you can do like guided imagery. We talk about this when I used to do um, childbirth classes because that can be really, really powerful to put you in a totally different place for 
however long you want to be. But there's, you can download some, you can have them playing for you, you can, you know, anything like that. I almost feel like podcasts are kind of almost like a form of that now, too. I mean, obviously, we're not like speaking to you in this lovely voice that can help you to, you know, like that. But maybe we should do, ooh, maybe we should do an episode on that. Unguided imagery? It could just be a whole guided imagery episode that people could replay when they need it. Oh, my God. Like a calming, like meditative one. Wouldn't that be cool? I think that would be cool. Oh, my God. I don't know if my voice would calm anybody, but. Well. Hey, why not? We could give it a shot, right? (laughs) It'd be fun. I could play it for my kids. They could play it when they're like, you know, away from me. I'll be like, (laughs) don't do drugs. Find your natural path. You know, stuff like that. But that. Guided imagery is, you know, is a good one that you can do. And like now, my gosh, there's so many cool apps. Like my daughter uses oh, one yeah. for like a guide, almost like a guided imagery, like calming thing for sleep at night. Um, there's so many things that you could do that will kind of relax you and, and put you in a different place while you're breastfeeding. Just because you're breastfeeding, it doesn't mean we always say, oh, yes, focus on your baby, blah, blah, blah. If you need to check out for a minute, like that's fine. There is no harm in that. Put yourself in a different place for a few minutes. You do not need to be present in that breastfeeding every second of every breastfeeding session. It's totally okay. Um, Of course, counseling, therapy, um, things like that. And again, it might be frustrating because a lot of people don't realize that this is a real thing, that this is something that can happen and that you, you know, you are experiencing it. They might just kind of go, oh, yeah, you know, it's postpartum or whatever. And it's not. It really is something that you cannot control necessarily that easily. You know, it's like you saying, it's physiological. So download information, um, go to the website, help other people to understand if they're not understanding and you're not feeling validated when you're trying to talk to somebody about it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I think if this is something that you're experiencing, if this is, you know, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, my gosh, yes, I have those symptoms. I'm feeling like, you know, whenever the baby latches and my milk lets down, I get that feeling of like, I just don't like this. I feel so icky. I feel hopeless, a lot of anxiety. Um, and then it passes like that's that's what this is. And it doesn't mean you're going crazy, that you hate breastfeeding. None of those things. It just means that there, it's a dopamine reaction that's happening in your body. And, you know, there's there's things we need to do to kind of just help you cope with it. A lot of it is just coping mechanisms, coping skills. Yeah. And I mean, it's OK to hate breastfeeding sometimes. It is, like it yeah. doesn't mean, you know, it doesn't mean and we just did that episode on when you don't like breastfeeding. And it doesn't mean that you can't breastfeed and not like breastfeeding. You know, if you don't like it all the time and, you know, we talk about this in the episode, then then like reassess, whatever. But it's also okay to be a breastfeeder that sometimes hates it. And I think that that's like we don't allow that. (laughs) You know, it's like, you know, we don't allow that in this culture to like do something and to not like it sometimes. You know, it's just ugh. But anyway, hopefully that listening to this, if you if you do or if you're experiencing this, knowing that it's a thing um, will hopefully, you know, help you feel like, you know, that 
just validate you in some way. Yeah. And also that I think that piece of information that you gave about how it gets better the older, uh, you know, as time goes on. Mm-hmm. I mean, that hopefully that helps too, to know that this isn't just permanently how breastfeeding is going to be for you. Right. Right. Absolutely. That it can't, breastfeeding is constantly evolving. And if you want to get through this time, you can, and it will likely at least be different at some point. Yes. Yep. And, you know, keep a, keep a, you know, like a little bit of a notebook or something. Keep track of how you are feeling. You know, maybe you can, will identify that there are certain situations you're in where it feels worse or where you really notice it. And maybe then you'll notice other times where you, you're not noticing it. Um, I think that would be really helpful. And that's a really good idea. Yeah. And kind of coping to know, okay, when I was, you know, I didn't feel like that all day when I was out and hanging out with friends and other mothers and at the mother's group and, you know, whatever, when you were engaged in conversation and, you know, doing things that were distracting, maybe then it didn't bother you, but maybe when you were home, it did because you were focusing on, on it, you know? So it's like definitely keep track of where you are noticing it more and see what we can do to, you know, kind of help through that part. That's a great idea. Yeah. I can't take credit for it. I read it in the thing. <laughs> That's okay. I read it. But this website is really, really good. It's really helpful. And it is, seriously, if it's, you know, if anybody says to you, like, is this really a thing, hand them some information from this website because it is really, really explains a lot. And I've definitely, you know, kind of sent people to that website as well, um, just so that they had it, they had the information whenever anybody said that they were feeling like this or kind of experiencing it, so that they did have that validation and knew that it was a thing. Well, we'll put the link to that on the um, on the website as well at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com. Yeah, absolutely. And if, you know, we'd love to hear your experiences too. Definitely. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye.